What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Gaming Rate. With this podcast, I wanted to talk about the new revealed next-gen console, the Xbox Series X. The point of this podcast is to highlight everything we already know about the next-gen system from Microsoft. As always, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you follow me on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm, so you can stay up to date with all the latest gaming news. You can also find me on Twitter at GamingNordMedia and Mixer at GamingNord. Let's start off with the reveal of the Xbox Series X. On Thursday, December 12th, 2019, at the Game Awards, Phil Spencer revealed the new Xbox Series X with a demo reel and what looked like they were showing off some of the launch titles. Just going off of the name and how the new Xbox looks, it appears Microsoft is leaning into the PC aesthetic and business model with a console set to have multiple different variations available for purchase. The reason behind my thoughts on this is that the, earlier this week, we found out that the true name behind this next-gen console is Xbox. That's right. They're going back to the first name. It's kind of weird, but they did say that the Series X portion of the name is just simply the model which only highlights that there would be different variations either at launch or post-launch with different price points so they can stay competitive with what Sony and Nintendo are doing. There is no confirmation on what the Series X console will cost at launch, but the Xbox team has made it clear that they will not be making the same mistake in pricing that they made with the Xbox One. This could mean that they launch two consoles at the same time, having Series X be $600, while a lower-end model, Project Lockhart, would be somewhere around $400. So they can push software sales faster and harder. But time will only tell either after Sony announced the price point of the PS5 and a rumored state of play in February or at E3 2020. Now, obviously, the price will be affected because of the hardware specs that make up the console. Series X is going to be moving over to an SSD storage to improve load times and download times. This will also greatly improve how most older games perform on the newer console. Series X is also being developed using a custom processor that Microsoft has been working on with AMD, which will use a Zen 2 processor which will allow the Series X to run games up to 120 frames per second, obviously depending on your monitor. And the Series X will use the Navi graphics card support ray tracing, making the console roughly four times more powerful than the Xbox One X and could potentially support 8K gaming resolution in the future. As previously reported, Series X will have 16 gigs of GDDR6 memory, an upgrade from the 16 gigs of GDDR5 of last gen. There'll also be a disk drive included in at least one of the models, and most Xbox One accessories will work with the newer consoles, including the controllers. It has also been said that the system can be used horizontally or vertically and that when using the console vertically, it's slightly wider than just the Xbox controller. 
There's been no official word on dimensions yet, but there's been a few rumors of how tall it is and comparing it to an Xbox One X when set up vertically. It's a tad bit taller than that. You can also go to IGN.com as they've done a video of what they think the Xbox Series X is going to look like compared to other consoles. It's actually a pretty cool video that they did. So head on over to IGN.com and uh, and check that out. So with the Xbox Series X slightly being taller than the Xbox One X when stood up vertically, you should be able to fit the console somewhat easily into your home entertainment system. It does seem that all the heat will be pushed out from the top, which is great, especially if you are having it sit on top of your entertainment center, making it for a quieter system. There's also a green light that seems to have a breathing effect on the top of the system. So no word on if it's RGB or if the same effect is on the bottom, which would be pretty dope in the end, as if you can change the colors from, you know, on the top and the bottom, it it would kind of give a nice modern clean feel to your entertainment center, especially if you are a console streamer and you are looking to upgrade your room with some cool RGB light. But Microsoft has not said anything about um, whether it's a changeable RGB light or it's just a stationary green. Or I could go out on a limb and say that green light might not even be there. That could have just been strictly for marketing purposes. So only time will tell once we learn more. I think we're going to learn more at E3. That's when I feel like the full reveal will be. Now, all of the ports appear to be on the back of the console, just like the Xbox One or any other console out there. But there still is a single USB port on the front to allow easy access for controller, charging, or connecting wired accessories. Now, what is on the front of the console? If you have not seen photos, you can always head over to my Instagram, Gaming Nord Media, and look at the uh, photos there as I've posted multiple ones. You will see a disk drive a power button, and a wireless sync button. Those are the only three features that you see on the front. So very clean, basic look, matte black. There have been a few uh, gamers out there who've rendered different collector's editions. I personally love the Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition. Uh, I know Phil Spencer has also commented on a couple of them saying that the options are endless. And this, you know, I know a lot of people aren't you know, happy about the design or there's that mixed feelings about it. But when you really look at the system and what and you think about the collector's editions that will eventually come out, this system might look pretty damn dope, you know, uh, just just because it's it's a simplistic box, but you can do so much. And if let's say if they really are going with this RGB lighting or the green lighting effect, imagine what they can do with games like Gears of War, for instance. Like you can have like a fire effect. If you if you're a PC gamer, you would understand on the keyboards, 
on your basic like Razer keyboard. You can have the fire effect. That would be pretty cool. Now, we have not seen a solo shot of the controller yet, but in the reveal trailer and in some of the marketing promotions, you can kind of see the controller offsetted to the console itself. But when you zoom in, as I have, and I've done a lot of research on this, you can kind of see some of the slight changes to it. Let's start off with the added share button in the center of the controller. This one, it's prominent out there. It's nothing that, you know, you had to research. When you look at the photos, you can see that there is a share button. So that's also really nice. It's worked really well for the PlayStation 4. So it's nice to see that Microsoft is incorporating that from Sony. Um, and especially with their mixer platform, it would be cool that if you have your mixer set up, to your Xbox account, you can simply just hit share and start streaming. So that's that's a good feature. I like it that a lot. But um, again, would it be worth going out and spending? I'm just guessing eighty dollars on the controller. Mm, not really. Now the D-pad has also been replaced by one of the Elite Series One controllers. It appears to be slightly smaller with different curvature, which will likely improve how it feels in your hand. So if you had a Series 1 Elite controller, you would understand that, all right, there is that like 360 bezel uh, for the D-pad. So it's not your standard, you know, D-pad. I mean, com comparing to fighting games, I don't think you're really going to like that. If it has some type of magnet uh, mechanism to it to where you can swap out the different d-pads i think i think we're good there um kind of seems like that when it costs microsoft a lot to incorporate that now when you're this i actually had to zoom in really close because it's hard to see but when you look at the triggers okay when you look at the triggers it seems to have a raised grip something you would also see on the elite controllers for better contact with your fingers i love my elite controller i love it i do love how the triggers have a raised like grip um as it it, it does help a lot and you can feel the trigger in your hand versus that whole, you know, plastic mat um, finish that they had on the original Xbox One controllers. And of course, what we know on the 360. So that's also a good feature that they've incorporated on the controller. So now since we got the hardware out of the way, let's focus on the games, right? There's been a lot of games out there that, you know, that it's been confirmed and then, of course, rumored. But at the very end, Phil Spencer did mention one thing that is amazing that's coming to the Xbox Series X at launch. So let's get into the games, okay? So there have been eight confirmed games for the Xbox Series X, six of which have been named, and there's currently two unannounced AAA titles soon to be released at another time. The six confirmed titles are Hellblade 2, Halo Infinite, Watch Dogs Legions, Rainbow Six Quarantine, 
gods and monsters in Battlefield 6. Some rumored games are also Starfield, The Elder Scrolls 6, George R. R. Martin, Elden Ring, and a definite Cyberpunk 2077. You know all of those games are going to be added to the Xbox Series X at some point, especially Starfield and the Elder Scrolls 6 and Elden Ring. These are games that are future releases. It only makes sense that they will come strictly to the Xbox Series X as well as the PS5. Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, I I see that moving over um, or what they can do is just basically add a patch to the Xbox One game. But for the sake, I think Cyberpunk 2077 is a given and most likely on launch day as well. Those are just in my opinion. The next set of games have all been announced or shown at Microsoft at E3 2019. And they did say that these games will be released on the Xbox One in 2020, which makes them likely candidates to be ported to the Xbox Series X. These titles are Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Minecraft Dungeons, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Wasteland 3, Psychonauts 2, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Dying Light 2, Fantasy Star Online 2, Crossfire X, and Tales of Arise. Now, the big reveal. Phil Spencer took to Twitter recently to say that at launch, there will be over a thousand titles to play. But, this is crazy, I know it's crazy. Before you go before you go insane and think, oh my god, Microsoft's coming out with a thousand games at launch, what they're doing is they're going to include all the current backward compatibility games from the original Xbox, Xbox 360, and of course all of your Xbox One games, they will be available to play at launch. This is crazy. This is amazing, and thank God they listened, right? Because when we dealt with Xbox One, and they said, no, we're not doing backwards compatibility, people got pissed. People got pissed. They listened, and now they're incorporating everything that has already been revealed as okay for backward compatibility. You will be able to play those at launch. Now, one of the newer features of the Xbox Series X is that you'll be able to suspend multiple games at once. What this means is that if you're playing Hellblade 2 and you have to leave for some reason, you, you don't want to turn off your system or quit the game, and then of course you lose your place, you can just easily put the console in sleep mode, and when you want to play it again, you're good. But what's even better... Let's say, okay, let's say that you play Hellblade 2, you're, you know, you're not to a save point, whatever, you have to go. So you put your console into sleep mode and you come back and you're like, man, you know, I'm not feeling Hellblade 2, but I'm feeling like I want to, you know, play some Halo Infinite. This is what you can do. You can pick up Halo Infinite and you can start playing that same very game 
and your Hellblade 2 will still be suspended. Now, listen, obviously this has to do with digital, right? Because you can't, there's only one disk drive. So if you have at least one of those games digital and you have the other one physical, this would work. Or if you have both games digital, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. So this is pretty cool and a nice feature that they've uh, they've toyed around with. Now, I will say that Microsoft also claims that they are still playing around with the idea of being able to jump back and forth on the fly while two games are in suspended mode. But right now, the fact that we can suspend one game, keep it suspended and play another game, that's. I think that's an advancement all in itself. So those are two amazing announcements that we have received from Phil Spencer himself within the past uh, month since the uh, reveal of the Xbox Series X. That will do it for here on the Gaming Raid Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening as I much appreciate it. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Gaming Nord Media. And most importantly, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It would really help us out if you did, as we will keep making amazing content for you to listen to on a weekly basis. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time.